Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Hello and welcome to Baseball Barbacast, the only baseball podcast in the world getting married this weekend. I'm Jake Mintz, that's Jordan Schusterman, and we're not getting married to each other. We are here in Columbus, Ohio for Jordan's upcoming nuptials. Yes, live from the bridal suite of unnamed chain hotel x no free ads no free ads uh although would welcome the sponsorship uh jake you're joining me we are in the same place i'm getting married on sunday but it is friday which means we have plenty of time to record a baseball podcast before the weekend commences uh my lovely fiance bailey is in the room she will uh maybe chime in at some point but we'll see she hasn't made a podcast appearance since like who knows what episode of the Sesame's Family Barbecast. So we'll see uh, if that if that happens. So, so stay tuned. On this episode of Baseball Barbecast, we're going to talk about Michael Lorenzen throwing a no-hitter in Vans. We're going to talk about Joey Vano asking the general public how much they suck at baseball. Thanks, Joey. We are going to do the good, the bad, the ugly. And we are going to preview Mariners, Orioles, the BBQ Bowl of a Lifetime, this would be an exciting series regardless. It's always an exciting series. Always. But now it is happening when so much happening. This is so much. This is the all-time BBQ ball. We got Kevin Brown returning tonight. We got Felix getting inducted into the Mariners Hall of Fame. We got Mariners public enemy number one, Cole Irvin, got, going up against Cole the, Irvin, oh. who, for those of you who don't know, once when he was with Oakland, was just like, I should I should never allow this many hits to this lineup. And he's basically gotten pulverized by them every time since. We've just a lot, and then yeah, I'm getting married. So that's happening too. So a lot going on this weekend. We'll talk about that. But Jake, first of all, nice to see you. How are you? I'm good, man. Yeah. Uh, I'm feeling good. Yeah. Ready to uh, ready to get my girl married. Yeah, <laughs> that's good. That's uh, we're we're excited. We're we're happy to be here. If any listeners want to object to Jordan's wedding, you can email us. Yep, baseballbarbecast at gmail Correct. If that does make it to the inbox uh, by four p.m. on Sunday, we will consider. We'll read it out at the wedding. <laughs> read it out. Wait, as part of wait, the ser- wait. Ceremony. An email. <laughs> yeah, we'll tell we'll tell uh, we'll tell Rabbi Hannah. We'll say, oh, hold on, just one second, just one more one more thing to add. All right, Jake, let's talk about baseball. Let's talk about someone who's not going to be at the wedding, unfortunately. No. And that's because he's on the Phillies. Michael Lorenzen. Yes. No hitter. No hits allowed. I believe it is our fourth no hitter of the season, Ooh, yeah, I don't including the perfect game that didn't exist, <sighs> that we refuse to acknowledge. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was the bizarre Tigers no hitter. Yep. I'm pulling up the list. This is the thing because no hitters now, but this is maybe a good place to start because we've talked a lot about how are no hitters still cool. Relative to perfect games, we generally say no, not that it's not impressive, whatever, right. but we know because batting average is lower than it's ever been, blah, blah, blah. It's like, how impressive is this really? This is indeed the the fourth joining the one that didn't happen, the Tigers one that happened during the Futures, during game. The futures game, and then Framber Valdez right. uh, last week. That was, was awesome. But this one, as far as no hitters that are really freaking cool, yes. this is pretty high up there. So what makes a great no hitter? I think you either need to have very few pitches mm. or a ton of them. And so 124 pitches is good on the high end yep. because when you see that number, he went out and he grinded and he battled. I think he walked four guys. Yes. He was not pristine. No. Nope. This was not a pristine no-hitter, mm-hmm. but it was a very entertaining one, a no-hitter very thick uh, with narratives. Mm-hmm. Another thing for a no-hitter, can't be combined. Can't be oh, combined yeah, no-hitters yeah, yeah. now gonna, like the Tigers one. They're going to keep coming. We're going to keep seeing these, right? But can't be combined. That, that, that's fairly obvious. But then I think in terms of the individual 
achieving the no-hitter, Michael Lorenzen is a perfect guy because perfect. it's not too anonymous to the point where it's just like it almost cheapens it. And those are cool. We talk about that for perfect games also. But like Fromber Valdez throwing a no-hitter. I mean, I, you know I love Fromber, but it's like, yeah, he threw a no-hitter. Yeah. He, he probably should at some point and he goes to even games, whatever. Throwing a no-hitter is not above Fromber's station. No, <laughs> right. Like that is like, yeah, Fromber threw a no-hitter. That's awesome. Good for him. I'm glad he can check that off. Lorenzen, because of his development and his career, and particularly his arc of just this season, yeah, so 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 cool. So let's maybe maybe we should start there. Crowning achievement of his career, mm -hmm. probably. So he comes up as a two-way guy, kind of, mm -hmm. with the Reds. Sometimes a reliever, sometimes a starter, sometimes an outfielder, and he's hailed as like this is before Otani comes along. Oh like, yeah. He is just an outrageous freak athlete. Yeah, and let's go farther back than that, right? So in college, he's you know he's a seventh round pick out of high school, but he goes to Fullerton. He's from Fullerton. More on that in a second. Goes to Cal State Fullerton when they're still you know a respected college baseball powerhouse. And there, he's a two way guy, but mostly here he's the closer. I don't think he started a single game in college, but he was a excellent closer and he was a kind of athlete where you people you know the scouts were like amazing athlete, not sure if he can hit, so maybe he'll end up on the mound. Scouts sometimes are pretty good. Pretty good. But because he was this great, uh, not just this great athlete, an amazing outfielder specifically. Like defender. he was a hell of a defender in center field. And so that's why he kind of comes up and is this, before Otani is like, oh, maybe he could be this kind of guy that is, can can give you some pinch hitting, some pinch running, some, some defense. And then he can also throw 98, like all these different things. It was, it was a fun player. And then he just kind of developed into a boring kind a of A boring start. reliever. But well, he was, he was a starter reliever. first, but then, he, then he's just a really... Solid reliever for four or five years. Never really a closer. He gets sometimes closing, you know, seven saves. 2019, he's got a 292 ERA in 73 appearances. So he's just like a normal reliever at that point, occasionally getting some at-bats. That's Michael Lorenzen. Uh, and then in last year, he signs with the Angels. And the Angels are like, fuck, we need someone to start <laughs> baseball games. He's like, it, well, signs with the Angels right where he's from. He's like, all right, well, shit, we'll start. He starts with the Angels. And you know, makes 18 starts. He's just like so average. I mean, he was, it was like a cool story that he became a starter, which he'd always wanted to prove that he could be. But then he kind of descended into kind of an anonymity because it was like, okay, great. You became a starter, but now you're boring. Now you're not yeah. hitting and you're ironically on the same team as Otani. So no, really no one cares about your two-way ability. And so then he's just kind of a guy doesn't get traded. That was another thing, right? Like Syndergaard ended up getting traded. He's just on the angels. Just there. We kind of forget about him. Becomes a free agent again goes to Detroit. And then let's talk about the first half of the season in Detroit. Now he's on an even worse team, but he can prove himself again. And then what happens uh, a month ago? Jake, this is one of our favorite things leading up to the All-Star game. Hey now. Hey now. Hey now, the commissioner's office says, Michael Lorenzen, you're an All-Star. Sorry, Jason Foley. Sorry, Alex Lang. You're Sorry, Eduardo Rodriguez. Sorry, Eduardo Rodriguez. Your, your ERAs might be lower, but Michael Lorenzen, you're the All-Star. Maybe they made Eduardo Rodriguez an all-star and he said no thank you no he no trade no all-star clause <laughs> yes he was like i no thank you i'd rather stay close to my family uh michael lorenzen upon finding out that he is uh, remember and we told this in the pod because at the time this is before the deadline he knows he's gonna get traded at some point so, his, he, so when they call him in he's like oh i'm getting traded right? and That's his era starts with a four yeah he's like been he hasn't been bad but he he also was especially not great for like the few weeks leading up to this so he, he, it's not like he wasn't pitching well, but it was not a, an all-star season. Quote, I'm like, there's no way. This is fishy, but there's no way I made the all-star game. There's absolutely no way. And then they told me I did. I kind of broke down. I was like, I'm a mid-four. How did I make the all-star team? But it was awesome. Jordan, can you read out his stats since then, please? <laughs> yes. So that's uh, that's Michael Lorenzen. So he's like, I, 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 I can't believe I'm an all-star. Oh, so then he gets traded to the you know, so all-star game. I believe he throws a scoreless inning in the all-star yeah, game. Yeah, he gets how he strikes out Pete in like the seventh and like a big, a big, you know, high leverage moment Whatever. as far as all-star games go. Gets traded to the Phillies at the deadline mm -hmm. for starting rotation depth. Yep. And he has been absolutely phenomenal. Well, and he was great with the Tigers leading up to the trade. He goes eight innings in his first start. But yes, yeah, six starts since he said, I'm not an all-star. I'm not good. <laughs> 40 innings, 1-1-1 one, one, one ERA, whip of .762, and then, of course, this week, a 124-pitch no-hitter. Let's talk about the no-hitter. So if there was one thing that, I mean, this is against a Nationals team, which admittedly had the longest streak of any franchise of not being no-hit, but 
the franchise is very different now than it has been. <laughs> and so this lineup was not exactly a murderer's row. But hey, the Nats have been frisky. And what's, they've been playing well recently. What's the opposite of a murderer's row? Yeah. Like a EMT? What's the opposite <laughs> of a murderer? Yeah. Who gives life? Yeah. I mean, it's it's a lineup with, you know, Jake Alou and and Ildemaro Vargas and Blake Rutherford still looking for his first big league hit. But you know what? A midwife. A, a midwife. <laughs> Would be the opposite of a murderer. A murderer. Right? Interesting. Oh wow, that's that's pretty. That's a pretty complex. If a joke. murderer takes life, a midwife gives life. welcomes it into the world. Interesting. Um, Email us at baseball. Yeah, Let us know what's the com. opposite of murderer's row. Uh, Mike Lorenzo does a no hitter, as you mentioned. You know, a lot of balls in play. Who cares? Good number of walks, but it was awesome. Dude, no hitters are just about the vibes because totally. if if this wasn't Michael Lorenzen and I didn't like the guy, I'd be like, this no hitter is super <laughs> underwhelming. I don't no. give a shit. But because home debut too, home debut, right. and the the Phillies fans right now feeling good with the Trey Turner stuff. I don't know how much of this oh, you saw because you've been getting ready for your wedding. Yes, Turner, Trey Turner, been horrible. Yeah, last weekend the Phillies fans conspired on the internet to give him a standing ovation to show their conspired. support, and they conspired did is conspired. A great word. No, it's true. And Trey Turner has been amazing been over the last another, week. Another home and run so last the, night. the Phillies fans are just, they're feeling themselves. They're oh, yeah. on it. And the same day that Lorenzen threw the no-no, yes. they gave out rings to all of the full-time Phillies employees. Oh, I missed that. Yes. Who weren't players or front office people or whatever. And so the vibes around Citizens Bank that day were very reminiscent of the postseason run. The whole and this adds a layer to it. Mm-hmm. Correct. And so when Lorenzen on that day throws the no-no, it's just bringing back the energy of we're, we're the doing, Phillies. we're this the Phillies, yeah. we're doing cheers in the locker room with champagne every day, we're doing big mobs on the field after we win games. Like it just was very reminiscent of last October. And we got Nick Castellanos getting to 200 career homers. We got Weston Wilson homering in his first career at bat. It's just everything was going right. In Philadelphia, and this no hitter uh, again, 124 pitches was was outstanding. The last out, couple couple fun uh, nuggets from this, obviously, again Lorenzen being the guy that he's was once this reliever, and now he's throwing 124 pitch complete games. So the last out was to Johan Rojas, the uh, rookie center fielder who's now replacing Brandon Marsh, who just got hurt. Nine putouts. In this game for Johan Rojas, which is, uh, according, this is a Todd Zalecki tweeted this out. Elias Sports said that nine putouts are the most by an outfielder in a no-hitter since at least 1900. So wow. basically, probably ever. The opposite of a Jewish grandmother. Yeah. Oh, I, yeah. I don't want to put you out. <laughs> Johan Rojas does he want was, to put you He out. was there, and he was there. So just, uh, that's an extremely goofy, uh, and, and Lorenzen even referenced it uh, at postgame. He was like, yeah, a lot of balls in play. Thankfully, they were center field, and uh, Rojas was running them down. Well, that's funny for Lorenzen, who used to be a great center fielder. Very that's apt. also true. That's a great point. He 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 knows what that's he knows what that's like. And as you mentioned, uh, this the defensive lineup here was was pretty outstanding and very abnormal for a Phillies team. Who I know there's been some injuries for them, but for the most part over the last couple of weeks, right? Real Muto, Boehm, yep. Stott, or Boehm, Turner, Stott, Harper, and Harper. Right. That's well, now, been, but even Harper at first is also still weird looking, right? So you have, but this lineup was Turner, DH. Boom third, Harper first, Castellanos in right, Real Muto catcher. But then the double play combo of Rodolfo Castro, who just got there, Edmundo Sosa short, and then Weston Wilson in his second, first, sorry, first game. In left. Uh, in left, um, Johan Rojas in center in whatever, his 20th game in the big leagues. And friend of the show, Garrett Stubbs on the bench, cheering everybody on. Heart and Hustle Award winner. Heart and Hustle Award winner. <laughs> Garrett Stubbs. His heart and hustle was once again, well, hustle was his hustle on display. I'm not so sure. Let's talk about the shoes. Because yes. a big story emerging from the Lorenzo no-no was the Vans. Mm-hmm. He is Vans Cal- and the fans. Vans and the fans. Yes. He is a Cali guy. People from California are born with Vans on their feet. <laughs> Lorenzen has been wearing custom Vans cleats for a long time now. This is a thing that you can do if you're rich and a professional baseball player, is you can take any shoes you want and just cleatify them. Yep. I'm still waiting for the Tim's cleats. I, maybe we'll see them at some point. And, I mean, the biggest one is the Skechers, right? So Kershaw basically decided, you know, Ske- Skechers is comfy, and I Correct. want, and now here he wears Skechers. Josh Palacios would be perfect for the Tim's. Oh cleats. my God! Yes, yes. We're we're working. The problem is, yeah, I don't know. We'll have to see. We'll see. Again, we joked about with Randy Rosarena. Well, could he get cleats on the boots? Could we Who's do it? Say, 
Dean Kramer needs like Teva, Teva's oh, cleats. Yeah, that's true. Could we get Uggs? <laughs> Could we get someone wearing Ugg cleats? <laughs> I don't know who that would be. Dress that would be awesome. cleats. That would be fantastic. A lot of lot of potential. What about barefoot? You just oh, stitch gosh. them on to that's, the bottom of your. That's horrible. That sounds so painful. Anyway, this is the thing people do all the time. The reason that it is notable is because Lorenzen is such a Cali guy. And then when you throw a no hitter and you look at the cleats, they just look like Vans. They do. They really do just look that's, like white That's Vans. the amazing thing about them is, is you don't. They don't, you can't see the cleats in all the pictures. It's like, how is he doing right. this? How is he, <laughs> like the, the plant foot is that, how is it not just sliding, <laughs> sliding out from under him? Because the cleats are doing their job. They are in the ground. Are. That is why you do not see them. Yes. But Jordan, you're a Vans owner. Certainly not a California guy. Yeah, not this- a skater, but Vans have kind of advanced beyond. They're much more, uh, you know, mainstream. I've never owned a pair of Vans. I'm an East Coast sure. through and through. Yep. But this van thing meant a lot to a lot of people yeah, did you see what Lindsay adler wrote of course yes. I did. <laughs> so Lindsay adler who is really i mean she she should we could just have her on to talk about this for 30 minutes she just wrote at the wall street journal about how much about this exact topic uh is, is the history of lorenzen's and the vans and and being you know a skater boy uh, who said you know see you later see you later, boy. See, you so, later. see you later 27 boys <laughs> see you later uh, dom smith um so that was uh yeah it was it was awesome and um just yeah really cool really cool cool it just what a, what a season for him. And, and also, again, you know, we, we say, oh, Lorenzen, do they really need him? Is six-man rotation? And it's like, shit, man, maybe he is going to start game three or game yeah, four. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, good for my Christopher Sanchez. <laughs> <laughs> should have been wearing Vans and threw a no-hitter. That, you missed your chance. All right, let's pivot. Uh, from one uh, former Reds legend to a current one, Joseph Daniel Votto. Heard of him. Yes. Uh, Joey Votto has been uh, having a fascinating season for the Cincinnati Reds, who, of course, have been struggling more recently. But Votto has been playing pretty well. The interesting thing to know about Joey Votto's season is he's kind of only hitting home runs. Yeah, he's kind of on like a Ryan Schimpf tilt, yes, right? He, Joey Gallo vibes. He has 30 hits and 13 of them are home runs. Uh, what is that? Uh, OPS plus me, please. Well, it's really more the the slash line, which is 219, 323, 533. So it's a 124 OPS plus, which is totally solid. Sure. Uh, striking out a bunch. But Joey Votto, again, at, at age 39, turn, turning 40 in about a month. Um, Here's a take. hitting a bunch of home runs. Here's a take. Hotter than he's ever been. Joey uh, Votto. That is definitely not correct. But You disagree. <laughs> I disagree. I'm him. saying no, no, not oh, as a like player. Literally, as a person, that is that's an interesting argument. Yeah, as hot as yeah. all, just I'm all in. No, he's been he he's really ascended the like. Damn, that's one of the more attractive baseball players. Like fine wine. Yeah. The picture of him playing chess with like the Gucci yeah, scarf. Yeah, yeah. yeah, no, his obviously. So, but anyway, uh, Joey, we're getting nods from your fiance behind you, Jordan. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Bailey, Bailey's uh, a long time of, of course, Votto aficionado, Reds fan. Jimmy, mean, you want to come comment on that? You have to say into the microphone. Joey Votto you, is she's Joey... showing the the photo into the microphone. That right. picture is my Twitter header. Which picture? The oh the the, the one of him wearing the Gucci suit playing chess. Oh yeah, it is. My Twitter and it's like he's mi- he's mi- Joey Votto pictures. And he's mid move. He's mid move. Right. Mid move. Right. Yeah, he's mid move. Yeah, nothing's hotter than mid move. But it, Joey Votto recently, yeah. one of the developments with Votto over the last couple of years, he's man be online. He's very online. And yesterday, uh, Reds off day, he tweeted. Reds off day equals Votto on day. <laughs> yes. He t- not that he doesn't tweet or post when he's on, on game days. But anyway, he posts. I love this because this is something that like regular accounts who that are farming, you know, engagement all the time is have is nonstop. But when it comes to Joey Votto, I love it. He says, you get an entire year of major league plate appearances, approximately 650. How many hits do you get? How many walks do you get? How many gulp HBP do you get? Love this question. This uh, now, again, if you think the random uh, baseball 101 accounts are getting a lot of responses, this one, uh, 1,600 quote tweets and thousands and thousands of replies, um, over 3 million views. So all kinds of great answers here. It's our turn. Now, uh, John Becker. John Becker responded. I, this is a good clarification. This is the one that, that uh, Joey responded to. I'm just saying some of Joey's response here. John asked, do they know I'm just a schlub or do they pitch to me like any other hitter? Joey responds, full season of plate appearances, kind of up to your performance in the box if they decide they think you're any other hitter. No? Correct. So yes. let me say this. I mentioned this on the show recently, but I played in a men's league game a couple of weeks ago. And 82 felt like 135. <laughs> if you have not seen live pitching in the last three years. And if you 
have zero experience as a college baseball player, you have absolutely no chance to get a hit. My thoughts on this have changed a little bit. I I used to think like, oh, over the course of the season, you get a couple knocks. Jordan Schusterman, as I look you in the eyes, two days before your wedding, <laughs> you would not get a hit in 650 plate So I'm, I'm totally with you. Did you see what Foolish Baseball tweeted possibly foolishly about this? The video of him getting a hit? Well, fouling a ball sort off? of. So related to that, okay? So Foolish quote tweeted and said, I could get a hit. <laughs> no. He said, this is Foolish's argument. Many people are selling themselves short, saying they go hitless. You can definitely luck into a fielding misplay, bloop, swinging bunt, Baltimore chop, etc. If a charging third baseman can't barehand a dribbler down the line, that's a hit. I hope most of you can run 90 feet. The biggest challenge is the fielders you know you're a bum play, play you accordingly. Correct. 650 plate appearances is a lot. You'd have a way better timing during PA 500 than PA 1. That I disagree with because that he's basically treating major league pitching like a pitching machine. No. And it's not. That's where I think he's wrong. Because you... Would you be better at 500 than you would be at one? Yeah. Yes. But not better enough. Not better enough because that's still not enough time to adjust to not just the velocity. Yes. If Bailey, they, my dude, if they throw you a curveball, you're going to urinate yourself. <laughs> right. And he he quote tweeted because he played in this game recently, yeah. the MLB YouTubers game, where he was facing a former D1 pitcher. And so he said, I know it's a far cry from an MLB knock. I hit a foul ball off a D1 pitcher without having played since I was 13. That was my first plate appearances. My first plate appearance. I'm absolutely putting a ball in play if given 650 plate appearances. That's not even my skills. That's just math. So again, this is the thing. If is he putting a ball in play? Yeah, he's probably going to put... I think he would probably put about 25 balls in play yeah. in 650 plate appearances. Yeah. But your defensive alignment yeah. is you don't have outfielders. <laughs> no, <you're, that's, laughs> you just don't have outfielders. That's another thing. You're playing... Forget five minutes. The other thing is you think he's pulling minutes. the ball? No chance. <laughs> so here's here's the other thing. This 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 brings up to the other response that we saw a lot of. If I get hit, I will die. <laughs> no. not, not die, but like if I get hit, I'm I'm incapacitated to the point where I'm not playing anymore. <laughs> which is what so, Craig, Craig Goldstein he had the other funny suite, which is I'm getting two hits. Uh, the ball hitting the ball me and me hitting the IL. Hitting me IL, which is great. I love that. So you but this specifically, Jordan. This is another point. If you get hit. You're done. Yeah. Well, because you have are all bone. Yeah. Well, but this is again, this is the other thing. The the part about this that is math is that you are probably going to get hit or draw a walk at some point. That's that's true. Correct. That's true. But again, if you're facing an average kind of major league pitcher, this is where I disagree with foolish about this. They're not just throwing 92 down the middle every time. There's no way. If they do any, as you just said, if they throw anything that's not a fastball, there's no shot. No chance. So that's any amount of that. And so everyone's be like, oh, if I face Matt Brashon, yeah, of course. But even any yeah. version of this, that's where pe regular people have no chance. Two thoughts. Number one, is it self-centered of me to think I could get one hit? No, I, I'm not saying. Like, I don't think I would get many hits and I don't think you would get any hits. Yeah, yeah. But I think that no. as a former college athlete, yeah, I might. I think I have a better chance. I would bunt every time. If it was, a, if it was like. <laughs> well, that's, if that's it was talk like, about upping the chance of injury. I don't give a crap about that. I hate my body. <laughs> if I was hitting and it was like, you need to get one hit over a full season to save the, right, the right. queen. If that's your know. best chance to get a hit. I'm bunting every time because the problem there is again, I'm like a 35 you, runner. But the, but the problem there is still then defense. That's true. Then you're running into this. Just that, That's, I think, a, another big, big thing. Big advantage for me, Jordan, is... I'm a lefty. No, I know. You're getting out of the box pretty well. You're dragging. I'm getting on the line. Lot of, but also a lot of bunt strikeouts. Tons. <laughs> so many Racking bunts. Racking them up. So many bunts strikeouts. Now, the other thing, if, if, if the theoretical is I need to take 650 plate appearances for a big league team this year, mm -hmm. and I'm trying to provide as much value as possible, right. I'm getting in the box and I'm peacocking. Oh, I had that thought too. Which in is what you Darvish off. used to do. Exactly. When he would hit to draw, walk. to draw walks. I'm getting up there and I'm like shaking my you're, butt. You're jumping around. I'm like somehow moving my bat in a way that isn't a swing but is distracting. Like um like Joey Weimer. <laughs> yes. Or like like basically like almost waving it in front of the catcher. Like something yeah. Just you're just being a, a total your menace. Yeah, you're just being a total problem. I would stand there until two strikes, is what I would do. I would face the pitcher. Face the pitcher. And just wave. Yeah. Just smile and wave. Yeah. 
and scream at Pull the pitcher. Pull your pants down, scream and stuff. Yeah, yeah, like you're just trying to be an insane distraction. I think by doing that, you could run like a 100 OBP. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. That would definitely help be on base. Yeah. For sure. Now, or you're getting maybe some pitch clock violation <laughs> balls would be great. Yeah. <laughs> if you're really messing with them. I think over 650 plate appearances, I would get five hits. Okay. I think I would get five hits. Yeah. Uh, I would get five. This I would is, get five hits. So this is another part about. I think Foolish would get no hits. <laughs> I think you would get no hits. Is he, he's answering in the very literal, what's a hit, what's scoring, whatever. Which is, by the way, also a topic right now. What's a hit, what's an error, whatever. I don't really want to talk about that. But the point is, is getting a hit in the literal definition could just mean putting the ball in play and reaching base in a way that is not an error. But if you're picturing a, a knock. hard, a knock, a ball, a hit, a hit, like, oh, that looked like a hit. Are you getting five of those? <laughs> oh, I'm not know. getting five knocks. I'm getting no knocks. Okay. I think I'm going knockless. But again, if I'm doing 650, I'm, yeah. if I'm doing a full season in the big leagues, I'm working on my swing. I'm going yeah. to, you know, Wallenbrock this is, this is, or I'm going to Van Skoyak and well, I'm grinding another, on my switch. This is another interesting element of this, which is, are you getting 650 straight plate appearances? Or am I doing the grind? Day, or am I playing a season? I'm like on the Marlins. <laughs> right, right. That's very different because I don't know if you're more likely to improve if you're literally just taking that many bats in a row. Here's another point that Levi Weaver made in the scenario where you're playing a whole season is physically people are not equipped to, again, the grind of a season. That's another thing. Disagree. Kind of Here's why I disagree. I'm DHing probably <laughs> because so. they're not putting me in the field. Yeah, well, okay. yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. They're designated I'm, you to, to get hits. I'm either, I'm probably designated hitting or I'm in left, right? So they can get someone else's bat in there. But I'm probably not playing in the field, okay? Yep. And I'm barely reaching base. <laughs> right? What grind? What's the grind? <laughs> no, Walking no, no. up and standing no, no, there? No, no, I know. I, there's no grind for yeah. me if I yeah. stink. Yeah. But like, are you working out with the team? That's my question. Right. Like, no, are but... you being developed as a player? Right. Well, that's the, the question. Time. That's and the do difference. You think, do you think if you were, do you think if you were, you would improve? That's the question. Like, you, what's your ceiling? Well, like Jake just mentions like going to Van Skoyak or whatever. Like, yeah. If well, I get a personal hitting coach the year before, I'm getting 25 knocks. Okay. You have the whole offseason to get ready for if I have a whole, If I have a whole offseason. No, that's not fair. I'm you, getting 25 I knocks. I think that ruins the experiment though. I think so too. But I'm saying if – you know me. Like I grind, right? Yeah. Like I'm, I'm watching yeah. tape. No days off, right? All you're doing, if you're practicing for this, if you're practicing for this, the entire mechanical experience is just getting your hands inside the baseball. All you're doing is learning to swing. You're just like starting your hands by your ribs and turning. Yeah. So you can get contact. Yeah. No knocks, though. We could talk about this all day. Thank you, Joe Bono, for the very, very reasonable podcast question. My favorite part about this is anybody who's not a professional baseball player has thought about this question and has argued this question at a bar or with a friend or whatever. And I like that it just dawned on Joey Votto. I wonder if he was just walking yeah. down the street and he He's just- like, wait a minute. What's it like for Jim over there? Yeah, what is it like for these regular people? It's like, Joey, we've been thinking about this our whole lives. Our entire <laughs> we lives. We think about it every time we turn on the game. One quick Joey Votto thing uh, I want to shout out. The GQ article yes. that our friend Matthew Roberson wrote yes. about Joey Votto's travel preferences. Yes. So much in there. Don't spoil it. Just go read it. It's amazing. I could pick through all of it. Yeah. I agree with Joey. Almost all of his takes. Totally. Totally agree. And it, it is a really interesting reminder that when these guys are traveling from city to city, they really don't get to experience the city as much as you would hope mm-hmm. because they're so focused. Joey Votto is in the 99th percentile of interesting human being in the major leagues who cares about eating good food, who cares about experiencing a city. And yet he's so focused on hitting every day that he is kind of unable to do that. And so I don't feel bad for these guys who get to fly chartered planes right. around the country and stay in nice hotels, but I, it, it's there's something kind of sad about that to me. Not to, uh, to remind you or, or to turn this into like, you know, real analysis. We never want to do that on this podcast, but no. uh, it reminds me of something that Reds, one of my favorite thing conversations I had this year with one of the Reds assistant coaches, uh, Jeff Pickler. Pick, one of our favorites. Yeah. And he said, I asked him something. It was something about along the lines of like, 
you know, like, oh, do you have time to do this? Or ask him about something that wasn't baseball related. And he basically said, like, you have to understand that being a major leaguer and being even a major league coach, like, it takes all of you. It takes everything. Like, you have no shot if you're not giving it your all. And I think that some sometimes that can come across as, like, kind of hard though. Like, no, you should be able to take some time or whatever. But I also, I think that it, that is something we do have to remind ourselves and remember all the time is that it is so freaking hard to succeed and you cannot really be letting off to any uh, degree. All right, we're going to take a quick break. And when we return, we will preview the BBQ Bowl and deliver the good, the bad, and the ugly. This is former PGA Tour winner Smiley Kaufman, host of The Smiley Show, a SiriusXM podcast. You want to know what I love about golf? I get to talk to some really cool people. I get to walk the fairways of the best courses in the world with the best players in the world, and I get to share it with you every single week. Listen to The Smiley Show right now on Stitcher, Pandora, Apple, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's Smiley, S-M-Y-L-I-E. And welcome back to Baseball Barbacast. Jake Mintz and Jordan Schusterman here. Hey. Hey, I'm an Orioles supporter. You are a Mariners enthusiast, and our two baseball teams are playing this weekend during your wedding. How rude. Oh, my God. So insensitive. So I guess Sunday, uh, (laughs) ceremony at four, first pitch at four, I believe, (laughs) Eastern time. This weekend is Felix Hall of Fame weekend. Felix Bautista, the uh, King Felix. They or? will be inducting Felix Bautista. Uh, actually, no, they won't. It'd be the opposite because actually, maybe they would because he did close out the the Astros again, but not doing the Mariners any favors by blowing games to Houston. So quickly on Felix Bautista, so many narratives here. Yeah. Felix Bautista, the Orioles started tweeting King Felix for Felix Bautista, and Mariners fans on Twitter were understandably peeved by this considering that their hero Felix Hernandez had been King Felix for quite some time do you think Mariners fans will boo Felix Bautista if he gets into a game I think they will yeah and I think that's not fair because he doesn't I totally agree great case of we talked about this before like where the social team is completely disconnected from the people (laughs) no one's calling him King Felix in the Orioles clubhouse uh and yeah that's that's silly if that happens they, all, I mean, they also might boo him because you just boo the opposing team's best players. But I agree. I think he probably will get booed, and that'll be stupid. Uh, I'm not offended, and I'm the biggest Felix Fernandez fan in the world. Uh, so that's really cool. I'm, I'm obviously uh, the, all the Felix stuff will be very cool to uh, watch from a distance. But more importantly, I mean, this is just a massive series, uh, certainly for both teams. We've got tonight Kyle Gibson against Luis Castillo. Tomorrow Cole Irvin against George Kirby, and then Sunday Bryce Miller against his childhood friend Jordan Westbrook. They play little league together in texas and they will be facing off bryce miller against kyle bradish the mariners have of course uh been one of the hottest teams in baseball over the last few weeks they are on a w7 they are five and a half back in the division one and a half back of the wild card the orioles up three games in the division uh, four games in the wild card this is just a great this is going to be a great series i'm i'm uh, excited to watch the highlights of it what do you mean the highlights? You're not a, you're not a big fan? <laughs> we'll, be lock, we'll be locked in uh, from the ceremony. Sure. How many minutes of this series do you watch innings. live? Let's talk about innings. Innings. How many live innings I do you watch live? Think... So there's 29 times 3. It's 27, probably. Yeah. I mean, no extra innings, whatever. 9 yeah. times 3. You will not watch a single live inning on Sunday because, again, no way. it is your Sunday wedding. is going to be zero. But, I mean, the next two days, there's a decent chance. Tonight? 10 p.m. first pitch yeah, tonight? I think tonight is more likely than tomorrow night. I think you're watching six innings tonight. Yeah, I think we could... Mm, I'm going to take the slide under on that. I think, yeah, I think we could... I think we get to... Over, under, nine total, nine innings, total innings watched live in the series. This, I'm going to take a slide over. Slide over. over. Bailey, <laughs> Bailey. Bailey. How many innings of live baseball, uh, Orioles, Mariners, does Jordan watch this weekend during your wedding? Can you remind me of the start time of the game? Oh, okay. So, so the, the game tonight. Well, I check tomorrow. Uh, the game. The weekend. The whole weekend cumulatively. Yes. Correct. There are 27 possible live innings. We can take out all nine during your actual wedding on Sunday. 10 p.m. Eastern start tonight. 9.40 p.m. Eastern start uh, tomorrow. And then, yeah, 4.10. So that's like. 
Ooh, we're getting yeah. into the nitty gritty of the ceremony I don't think there. You're yeah, watching anything on Sunday? Yeah, for sure. Unless you're like at dinner on your phone, like nope. looking at. No, I'm not even gonna have my phone. I'm, I'm, I'm really you're not. Yeah, this no. is news. To but me. The, this is the thing. Um, we'll see. I unless think, it's, well, hold on. This is the rubber we'll match. See the then, you vast know. majority of tonight's <laughs> game and tomorrow night's game. All right, you're I'm in it. Say a solid, yeah, 18 innings. Okay, uh, that's wow. an outrageous wow. number. No way. Jordan's uh, not doing that on a regular weekend anyway. No chance. It's very nice. Although that that was some. No, I think you're just predicting. And again, what that was right there was some dangerous levels of enabling. Because now I'm like, I got, I got love that for you, boy. I got 18 innings. So Way to be. No, Way fine. to be. Uh, last thing about this weekend. Yeah. Kevin Brown. The return oh, of Kevin yeah, Brown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hashtag free Kevin Brown. Orioles broadcast. freed Kevin Brown. He will hope, hopefully. I'm, I, honestly, I won't believe it until I see it tonight. That is true. And that is, I will say, if there is an inning that I would like to watch it, it is the first one, <laughs> Kevin Brown. Um, yeah, and the intro before, I forget that doesn't even count as an inning. I just want to see Kevin come on in his Orioles attire. and uh, Smile. Smile. Because he cannot. Here's what's going to probably happen tonight, just so everyone knows. You need to watch. Kevin is not going to acknowledge everything that oh, happened. Right, obviously. Because if he does, then he will get suspended again. <laughs> but what he will do is he will have a little smile when he comes on, that you will know that he knows that we know that he knows. And that's all you need to know. Listen, this is a, there. Kevin is in an, in, in I, you would think, oh, pressure's on. No. He doesn't care. Kevin is going to be the most popular broadcaster in America tonight. He will smile. He will say, you know what would be the funniest thing? I don't really know off the top of my head what the Mariners record is <laughs> at T-Mobile Park. But if they like do a graphic about that, it would just be... Mm, mm. outstanding anyway uh we will see so that that is certainly looking forward to that and yeah i mean it's it's just it's just really cool because again like we uh there were times even during this season when the mariners were i was like oh the orioles will be 30 games ahead of them and the mariners everyone's gonna be pissed and no one's gonna be happy on felix hall of fame weekend instead the vibes are great and uh we'll see we'll see what happens so storyline to watch for sure let's get into the good the bad and the ugly one thing good from the week one thing bad and one thing Dan Ugla, a little odd, a little bizarre. I'm going to start with my good. Jose Bautista Ooh, good one. signing a one-day contract to retire as a Toronto Blue Jay. And there is nothing more good, nothing gooder than the one-day contract in sports. It is so symbolic for me. The need for a player to retire as a whatever is both hilarious and understandable. I love it. And my question is, can we give one day contracts to other non like to non players? Oh, interesting. So, for instance, if like when Vin Scully retired, mm-hmm. could oh, the Dodgers have given ninety year old Vin Scully a one day contract and have him retire as a Dodger? <laughs> different than his contract. I see what you mean. Yeah, that's a good question. Or give him a player contract. What's the difference? Yeah, who, that's what I'm still. That's what <laughs> oh, I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, give him- who cares? <laughs> yeah. Vin Scully, the last day, right. should have been on like the roster. The roster. You had to like option a reliever so that Vin Scully could be, be on, on the roster 40 man. The <laughs> they say, like, ah, Michael Grove. Sorry, man. We're going to actually have to send you. Get on this plane to Oklahoma City. Not even taxi squad. Vin's on the roster for the day. Love that idea. I think that that's fantastic. More one day contracts. Yeah. I think a one day contract, cool. Two day contract, not cool. Yeah. It doesn't seem like two day contracts exist. Two day, it's like, get out of here. That's not <laughs> you're, a, you've overstayed your welcome. That's great. Or like it would be perfect if it was like double header. Vince Kelly's the 27th man with the double header. <laughs> or rain out. So if if, if Ho- I know that won't happen in Toronto where there's a dome, <laughs> they don't true. do rainouts. But let's say, you know, I'm trying to think of a good example. A player comes back to a place and the game gets rained out. Manny Machado retires as an Oriole, which is stupid That's and not, not gonna happen. Yeah. But he comes More back to Baltimore. Than a Dodger. Right. <laughs> Retire as a Dodger. And it rains. Would they then sign a two-day contract? That's all I'm saying. Yeah, right. Yeah. Contract doesn't really, I guess not weather dependent. You're signing it indoors. I would love to see the legal document. That's true. That's the part I am a little confused about. Does it say, does it say like this contract terminates tomorrow <laughs> You're or done tonight? tomorrow? Yeah. We question. should uh, ask an agent about one-day contracts. Uh, we should. Uh, Joey Bats, uh, salute to you. My good this week, I want to give some love to something Oakland A's related. Jake's like, oh, what? Uh, what could you pause? What's possibly good about the 33 and 82 Oakland A's? Uh, this weekend will be the major league debut of Lawrence Butler. Ooh. 
And Lawrence Butler, who was a six-round pick out of an Atlanta high school 2018, just a really athletic, kind of the guy you're, you're, you're betting on the tools, power speed guy, having a fantastic season called up. He's going to make his debut. And I there was a, a Q&A with him from, I think, maybe before the season or last season uh, with Martin Gallegos of uh, MLB.com. And this quote just just made me really happy. He's Basically, there's this quote where he talks about how having a blast. This is in spring training this year. Lawrence Butler is having a blast uh, taking his first big league camp with minor league teammates Tyler Soderstrom, Zach Geloff. Zach Geloff's been outstanding so far um, in the big leagues and Denzel Clark. Butler says, we call ourselves New Oakland. Now, there's part of me that's like, well, that's kind of depressing because obviously everything that's going on with Oakland. But, you know, they asked him, they said, Right, you know, your energy on the field, overall vibes, seem to be a big hit with the fans. What is your message to A's fans who are just starting to get to know you? Your tickets are good. This is what Butler said. Your tickets are going to be worth buying. That's what I'd like to tell the A's fan. You will be not wasting your money coming to see us play. And honestly, that just fires me up because whenever you see, we've talked about this with the general, the A's in, ge- in general this season. It's like, it's not the player's fault. But I do think about the prospects who are coming up, especially the ones who've been acquired in these trades and the guys that they've drafted. And it's like, they 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 don't care. They're going to be a big league player. They're like, who who gives a shit how bad our team is now? Like, we get to change that. And I think that that is awesome. And I think I do think that specifically Lawrence Butler is a guy that now the A's will start to have guys that I do want to tune in for. And that has not been the case recently. So salute to you, Lawrence Butler. I don't know how many games A's are going to lose down the stretch. We know that they might not even be in Oakland. But I like that the players coming up are like, who cares? Like, let's just have fun. And the fans do want to come uh, support us. So I think that's really cool. It's a good outlook. It's a good outlook for sure. Speaking of good outlooks, psych. <laughs> My bad is Davey Garcia. Okay. Yes. That this is we were talking before, and my bad will also be kind of a sad. But why would you classify this as bad? David Garcia was just claimed by the White Sox. The Yankees just screwed this cut up. They really did. And it's a really good reminder that when we talk about prospect development and how young players matriculate through the big leagues and how their big league careers go, they're so influenced by the teams that they're on and the developmental system that they're in and the talent at the big league roster and the expectations of a team, whether they're trying to win or whatever. Like Lucas Giolito's entire career was dependent on the 2019, 2018 Chicago White Sox letting him make 30 whatever starts is a horrible pitcher. If he doesn't get that chance, he might be an up-down guy. This offseason, he's going to make 85, $100 million. Josiah right? Gray. Josiah Gray. Josiah Gray. Last year, they say, you're one of the, like one of our top prospects. Obviously, they get him in the trade. Like, go start. You're going to walk a bunch of guys, give a bunch of homers. And I just saw Josiah you know, a couple of weeks ago when the Nats are in Cincy and talked about it. I was like, yeah, I got to do that. And now, look, he's a freaking all-star this year. Correct. Because he has that opportunity. And But if you're on the Yankees... You don't get that chance. Correct. And so as a prospect, depending on the formation of the roster, the makeup of the depth chart above you, it's kind of good to sometimes be on a bad team where you can just get run and play games and feel comfortable because Davey Garcia did not get that opportunity in New York because the Yankees at no point felt comfortable giving him a consistent rotation spot. And he came up, I believe, when was it? It 2020. 2020, right? And he was pretty solid for them down the stretch. I think he started a postseason game for them and he got pulled really early so they yeah. could go to Jay Happ and it was weird. And he just never stuck over the last three seasons. Up and down, option a couple times. Bullpen. Bullpen, not bullpen. Not, yeah. And you know, he hasn't exactly blown the doors off in his opportunities at the big leagues and he hasn't pushed the issue with the AAA level. Mm-hmm. But there's no doubt, and Eric Kratz went and said this on foul territory, like the Yankees did wrong by him in terms of mishandling his development if he had been in another place at another time davies garcia could very well be an all-star right now he could be josiah gray and i'm not saying that the nationals are incredible at pitching development that is far from the case but if you know davy garcia was getting real big league starts and learning how to be a pitcher he could be very good in the big leagues right now hopefully the white Sox can help unlock some things we'll see i just gotta say uh the white Sox, which i by the way i support the strategy when you need innings and you're it's like who, who we just got to give guys a shot and see what we have, have acquired Davey Garcia, Tuki Toussaint, Brent Honeywell Jr., and Luis Patino all in the last month, who at some point, all of them were top, even like 50, maybe Tuki was never that high. But all those guys were super uh, high top prospects. And, you know, for a team that just traded away all of their innings, like might as well try those guys. 2017 top prospect list. Let's, we, we'd love to see it. So, and Davey's, he's just turned 24 earlier this year. So hopefully uh, it would be really cool to see him uh, get a chance 
uh, to start. Who knows? We'll see. At the very least, we know we will be seeing him in Lee Dome for, <laughs> for many, many. Actually, you know what? I, I take that back. I hope that he gets good enough in the big leagues where he is not pitching for Lee Say. That, that would be my wish for Davey Garcia. Speaking of someone who might be pitching in Lee Dome soon for really depressing reasons, what a transition. Luis Severino. Jake, Luis Severino, despite the opener strategy, oh, surely if we have Ian Hamilton pitch the first inning for him because his ERA in the first inning is really high, that should solve things. Uh, Luis Severino came in in the second inning earlier this week, gave up some more runs. His ERA now starts with an 8. 8.06 ERA is the highest ERA in baseball for anyone that's thrown 60 innings. It is super sad and depressing. But uh, this has also been something that's happening all season. And really what it makes me think of is, well, I'm glad he got that extension earlier in his career where he could at least secure some money because coming into this year, I was like, damn, like with Luis Severino, he's healthy. I know he only made 20 starts last year, but he looked pretty good. He could be in good position this winter to make some real, real dough. And that is obviously not going to happen. Instead, he's made some real dough. He's made some dough over and over and over. Um, I think the weirdest thing is that he is still throwing pretty hard. He has the same average fastball velo as he did last year. Mm. And that fastball is just getting absolutely obliterated. He's allowing 13 hits per nine. He's allowed 92 hits in 63 innings. That is really hard to do. And uh, it sucks. Um, and I don't know what he needs. Uh, it's, 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 this is also a weird one because it's not like we haven't seen him succeed with the Yankees. That's, I think, what's strange. Sometimes, oh, it doesn't work in New York. It's like, no, no, no. He was fucking awesome in New York. And now he's fucking terrible. So uh, as, as a guy who was one of my favorite Yankees for a long time and I still root for him, I am excited to root for him wherever he goes next because I don't think it will be New York. The other day I was in the Yankees clubhouse and he came in wearing an awesome shirt. All right. So my ugla, my ugla. What's your ugla? The Baltimore Orioles can't be swept. They can't. Like a messy floor. Or can they? This will be the two of how good of a weekend I'm having. I mean, this this would be, this is the ultimate test. We'll see. If they, that would be the scenario where I watch a pitch on Sunday night. Yeah. If they're going for a sweep. The Orioles salvaged the third game of their series against the Astros this week to avoid a sweep for the 76th straight multi-game series, which according to the Elias Sports Bureau, is the fourth longest streak in baseball history. 76 consecutive multi-game series without getting swept. The all-time record, the 1942-1944 Cardinals, 125. 1903-1905 Giants, 106. The 22-24 Yankees, 83. And then the Orioles. Those three were all pre-integration. So as far as I'm concerned, <laughs> this is this, this is real, the baby. The real record. But yeah, I mean, they could they could keep climbing this list. I mean, they could get to third this season. Yeah. Um, with, you know, at least seven more series. So, yeah, this would be uh, 77 if they can get a dub at some point in Seattle this weekend. And series are such a funny way to think about MLB because winning a series doesn't actually matter if you take two out of three. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, it's good, mm-hmm. but it doesn't actually do anything, right? right? that is how people think. I mean, more so in college, but people do still think about it that way. Like, yeah. it is funny how when, t- especially in, in MLB, when it's like you win Friday, Saturday, like, the broadcast will be like, won the series, or like teams will tweet out, like, clinch the series, and it's like literally okay. meaningless. Like, like that, if you lose tomorrow, you're going to feel like shit. So, like, who cares that you clinch the series? <laughs> um, but yeah, that is that is a great fun fact and like kind of hard to fathom. They asked Dean Kremer how this went. <laughs> what? Go ahead, because this is a great example of something that, like, when you ask a player about them, like, what are you going to say? So, what? go ahead. They asked Dean Kremer, and he, he goes, Quote, this is on an MLB.com article by Jake Rill. Quote, we're just a good group of guys, Kramer said. We're just a good group of guys. Every series, every day actually is independent of the last. So it doesn't matter whether we lost game one or lost game two. Every day is a new day. Things can change. Unbelievable answer to an uh, unanswerable question. You guys haven't gotten swept. What do you attribute that to? We're just a good group of guys. Right. These 29 other teams, bunch of shitheads. <laughs> but it's also, it's like, first of all, right. Good, a lot of teams, good group of guys that suck, lose a lot of series all the time, get swept all the time. Um, I like, I, I would love to have if they asked like Brandon Hyde or something or Michael Elias and they said, you know, every year we have these meetings and we make it an organ, it's an organizational priority to not get swept. Yeah. Like we, that is how we actually plan our season is to not get swept. Yeah. We try not to get swept and, you know, one of the, cornerstones for that is making sure we have a good group of guys i like i I like the idea where it's like 
this is this streak is so important that we're gonna like bring back you know grayson on like two days rest <laughs> to avoid the sweep no sweeps <laughs> those are our organizational priorities no sweeps all right my ugla this week can't sweep us now involves the dodgers in kind of a backwards goofy way so i was watching the d-backs and the dodgers earlier this week and there was a note about merrill kelly and how they said merrill kelly has made 14 starts against the dodgers and has never won once Mm. i was like that's like i know pitcher wins are weird but that does seem pretty staggering and he pitched great in that game and he got a no decision because that's apparently his fate against the Dodgers. And I looked it up and it is indeed the third most starts ever made against a single team without getting a win. Um, the record is a dude in the 40s, again, the Cardinals. So maybe that's the same team that never got swept. Uh, and then a guy with Cleveland, Joe Mays. Have you ever heard of Joe Mays? No. Neither have I, but he's 16. So Merrill Kelly up to 15 starts without winning against the Dodgers. I do believe they have one more series against them, so maybe he can extend that series. But I'm combining that with Ty Block, who last night was dominant against the Dodgers. And apparently Ty Block is having the opposite issue because Ty Block fucking owns the Dodgers. Ty Block, in this span, when the Dodgers have been the most dominant team in the the sport, has a 3-1-3 ERA and 77 innings with only 45 strikeouts against the Dodgers. And like a six ERA against everybody else. So Ty Block is a Dodgers killer. Merrill Kelly, give Ty Block a call. Said, "What is it? Just give me the secret. How you do? How this. you do this? I don't houseway. I don't get it." And so I just love that that synergy. Also, it just reminded me that the Rockies are so funny because Ty Block. Where do you think Ty Block's from? Denver. <laughs> they can't they can't help it they're just like eh, we need some innings who's from denver All they're right, like atletico block. bill bow they only have players from nearby <laughs> there you go so the rockies are hilarious ty block um who this season has apparently pitched 11 times 13 strikeouts in 32 innings we salute you sir uh orioles legend ty block all right, let's go do a wedding, Jordan. Uh, all right, going to go get married. Thank you all for listening. Thank you to Isabella Joseph for producing this podcast. Chris Tyler on his way. He'll be here yeah. for the wedding. Um, he's not here producing in person yet. There will be no professional baseball players at this wedding. Correct. Unless, do I count? Does that one week? I Does Stephen Shock count? Does he no. count closer than you? Uh, no. Yes. The cape is closer to professional baseball. He had a contract offer. He, he turned it down. a contract down. offer. That's true. Which is close. There's just more than you could say. Yeah. An affiliated contract offer. We should True. Clarify. Anyway, uh, the point is, is uh, you will have a podcast for us on Monday, although it has already been recorded. So that will be a mailbag as well as uh, some more Futures Game interviews. So you will have some content on Monday. Otherwise, you will hear from us on Wednesday with full recap of, I guess, the wedding and the BBQ Bowl and many other things. Uh, so until then, I hope everyone else has a wonderful weekend. I'm going to tweet the registry. Yeah, yeah, send, send that shit out. Let's go. We need some more yeah. uh, kitchen ornaments and whatnot. If you listen to the show and you're like, yeah, he needs an apple well, peeler. I, I got to just say, just got a Roomba. Game oh. Changer. Game changer. Not in that. Oh, sorry. No free ads. Thank Bye. You. <laughs> Thank you all for listening. We will talk to you next week. Goodbye. Sirius XM Podcasts. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader. Like that car riding right your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on AutoTrader too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.